0: That negative energy just had to have soaked into every fiber of this wood. This place had like an atom bomb and negative energy dropped on it that night, which I think is still here. Jeff?
1: Axe! Axe. Axe. That door to the house in that clip is just swinging. <laughs>
2: Liska Axe Murder House. Look, it's kind enough to remind us when the horrible event happened. Yeah, grab a picture, send the postcard to your parents.
1: September 1st, which means it's spooky season. At least acceptably able to be celebrated spooky season. However, if you ask me, it's Halloween all the time. Now, welcome to this episode. Because it is spooky season, I wanted to bring a little bit of crime, pizzazz, thrill, and ah, haunted. You see, long before serial killers and mass murderers had become a way of life, allowing me to tell you such heinous stories as I do every week, two adults and six children would be found brutally murdered in their beds in a small midwestern town known as Vallisca in iowa i'm sure many of you just went i know this story because you should the Vallisca axe murder house is one of the most infamous houses in all of america if not the world probably known almost as much as the amon's house or the demon house Now holding the moniker of one of the most haunted houses in all of America, the Velisca Axe House holds a dark and heinous history. During the weeks that would follow the murders to occur, life in the small town would change drastically forever. As the residents of this small town would begin to reinforce locks and openly carry weapons on themselves huddling together while sleeping, just trying to stay safe. When just weeks before, they never locked their doors, they knew everyone, they were friendly, and didn't have any crime or real acts of violence to occur in the town. Detectives started to flood the streets. Accusations and rumors and suspicions were running rampant across the town. A town of 2,000, may I add. Bloodhounds were brought in, law enforcement agencies from neighboring counties, and states joined forces. Hundreds of interviews filled thousands of pages of newspapers, magazines, so many things. Suspects were chased down, leads were followed, and all would go to a dead end. Because even with all of this and all of the time has passed over a hundred years, the murders still remain to be unsolved and the murderer is unpunished or murderers. You may have heard of the Velisca Axe Murder House and you may know some of the story. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and ghouls, I'd like to share with you a heinous tale of murder, of ghosts, and well, well mainly murder and ghosts. This, is the story of the Belisca Axe Murder House and how it became one of America's most haunted homes. If I get murdered, it's totally your fault. Go, oh, please, nothing ever happens in Iowa. Hey, do you like the content that I create for you? Super. If you want to support me and those who help make it possible for me to continue to create this content, then head on over to doomandgroom.net. Doom and Groom is a metal branded personal care company based out of Denver, Colorado. They were founded at the end of 2019 by good friends of mine. Their aim is to be the most metal way to take care of yourself and your skin. They offer top quality ingredients and amazing scents that are exactly what you need to go forth and summon the DOOM. With tattoo bombs, body butters, beard oils, and of course incredible sprays that will leave your mouth watering. Head on over to doomandgroom.net and see everything they have for your skin and hair needs. My favorite personally is Succubus followed closely by Demise. Succubus is sort of a warm vanilla, really, really delicious desserty smell. And then Demise is a wonderful coffee. Oh my god, it's so good. If you wanna go check it out and even splurge and buy yourself a little something, I can get you a great discount. Simply use my code HARMONYDOOM and unlock a very special discount for your purchase. This code works every single time that you buy, not just the first. So head on over to doomandgroom.net and treat your hair and skin to the very best. And hey, you and I can smell practically the exact same if you use succubus or demise. (laughs) Thanks again to Doom and Groom and Jonathan Demon for all of these amazing products. So I don't know what you're waiting for, but go head on over to doomandgroom.net, use Harmony Doom for a very special discount, and treat yourself.
0: hollered out the window. Good Lord, there's people dead in every bed.
2: If I took a picture in the mirror. She's looking back at me. We would get nauseous. He would really show you he wanted you out.
1: we discuss what happened in 1912 we need to go to 1994. 1994 while you and i are celebrating the circle of life because the lion king was released martha and her husband darwin had just purchased a home from former josiah b moore and his family keep that in mind because josiah was one of the victims along with all of his family and two friends Martha and Darwin were planning to turn this house into an interactive museum. A time capsule, if you will, of what it was like for domestic life for the Midwest family in the early 20th century. However, the walls of this home were soaked in blood. Blood of the unsolved crime and murder of eight. Despite the ominous air, this little white house was once filled with life. Life that was harshly wiped out in one summer's evening of 1912. On June 10th, the Moore family was sleeping peacefully in their beds. Joe, aka Josiah and his wife Sarah Moore, were asleep upstairs while their four children were resting in a room down the hall. In the guest room on the first floor were two female guests, the Stillinger sisters, Ina and Lena. They had come to stay for a sleepover with the children of the Moors of course their family thought that they were safe at the moore's home as this was a common occurrence however this evening would prove to be different in 1912 in valiska it was considered to be an extremely safe town often the 2000 residents would leave their doors unlocked neighbors knew neighbors they were friendly waved and just said hi nobody feared crime or any violence of any nature of course until this night this evening a lantern lit its way through the home light leading the way for a stranger a stranger who may have been holding the lamp in one hand but had an axe in the other initially ignoring the sleeping girls downstairs the stranger made their way up the stairs guided in the dark by the light of the lamp and seemingly unerring knowledge of the home's layout he snuck past the room with the children and entered into Mr. Moore and Mrs. Moore's bedroom. Of course, you can only imagine what he did there. He then made his way back into the children's room and of course did what you're absolutely thinking he did in there. Finally, he made his way back down the stairs and into the bedroom where the two guests were sleeping. This stranger on that evening, this unknown assailant, committed some of the grisliest murders in America's history. However, just as quickly and silently as this person arrived, they left, taking keys from the home and locking the door behind them. The next morning, the neighbors became rather suspicious, noticing that the usual rambunctious home was... (laughs) Excuse my pun, but dead quiet. The neighbors thought this was a little odd because there were a lot of kids there, so they alerted Josiah's brother. He made his way to the home to take a look around. After he let himself in with his own key, he was horrified and became rather ill at what he discovered. Everyone in the house was dead. All eight of the victims had been bludgeoned beyond any recognition. The police arrived and determined that the Moore parents had been murdered first, and with absolute obvious force. The axe had actually been used to kill them and had been swung so high above the murderer's head that it gouged out spots in the ceiling above the bed. Josiah alone had been hit with the axe at the very least 30 times. Lizzie Borden who? The faces of both Josiah and Sarah, as well as the children, had been reduced to nothing but bloody pulp. The state of the bodies, however, wasn't the most concerning part of this. Because once the police had begun to search the home, they found more disturbing things. After the killer finished murdering the family and their friends, the killer apparently set up a ritual of sorts. They covered Josiah and Sarah's heads with sheets. And they covered the children's faces with clothing. They then went through each room of the house and covered all of the mirrors and the windows with cloths and towels. At some point, they took a two-pound piece of uncooked bacon from the fridge and placed it in the living room, along with a keychain. A bowl of water was also found in the home with blood swirling all throughout it as though maybe the killer had cleaned themselves, doing this before they left with a key they took from the home locking the door and their crimes up behind them by the time the crime scene was thoroughly gone over by the minister several doctors a coroner and the police word of the crime had spread. There was a crowd outside of the home that had gathered. Although a crowd had formed around the Villisca house after all that had occurred, those brutal crimes, there was a lot of people just being told, hey, you can't stay here, you gotta go, this is horrible, we have to clear the premises, something happened. However, that didn't stop people from sneaking in. In fact, it is said that one of the townspeople actually got into the house and found a fragment of Josiah's skull and took it as a keepsight, keep,
2: keepsight? A keepsake, I'm sorry guys, words are really tough. My ghost story started when I entered the Velisca house where eight people were brutally axed to death.
0: I am the owner. A lot of people are very drawn to the house just because of the history. It was kind of a dark side of Velisca. On June 10th, 1912, the entire Moore family, Sarah and JB, their four children, Boyd and Paul, Catherine, the only girl, Herman, the oldest, and two overnight guests, Lena and Ina dellinger were brutally killed. On a Sunday night, found on a Monday morning.
1: So, who did it? Well, your guess is as good as mine. But I do have a few suspects. However, before we run down the who-done-it list, let me talk a little bit about the actual investigation—or what minor bit there was. You would think with josiah sarah four kids and two child guests this would be a pretty big high priority that is eight victims six of which are children i feel as though the police should have definitely taken this a lot more serious however there weren't a lot of like real attempts to try and find who it was you see the police did put a little bit of search efforts and even looked in the surrounding countryside but they didn't do a whole lot this is because right off the bat because there was about a five hour window in between the murders and the police you know discovering getting there and starting their investigation give or take maybe an hour or two of time the police and all of the officials on the case initially right away had the thought that the killer had such a big head start that they they got away. They would never find them. They were convinced this had to be a passerby, somebody who was just in the town up to no good and happened to be in the Moors' house at the right time. Wrong time for the Moors. And then they just slunk out in the night and were never seen again. They had this narrative almost from the beginning, so any suspect or lead wouldn't pan out, because for the police, they were pretty sure this couldn't have been one of them. According to the police, the killer, or even killers, had a roughly, you know, four or five hour head start, so they had to be long gone. They were not in the town, although there were a few suspects, and we're gonna go over them. Let me just add really quickly that the biggest reason they didn't have a lot of evidence is because of the townspeople that were on the scene. Remember they wouldn't really leave, they were going inside the house, some people were stealing things that they could find that they thought were part of the crime or maybe evidence? Because that's just smart people were just brutally murdered i think i'm gonna take a piece of their skull home you know as a trinket of this is crazy awesomeness anyways they didn't have a lot to go on because the townspeople had contaminated demolished and basically torn apart this crime scene anyways i kind of want to run down the suspects because one of them is really fitting in my opinion i'm not gonna tell you until the end who i somewhat believe it could be and how they got away with it however maybe just maybe after you hear the suspects you'll be in the same boat as me pointing fingers and saying it's that one it's that one i believe it's that one nonetheless whichever one it was if it was any of these suspects or maybe it really was a passerby as the police strongly believe whomever it was absolutely positively got away with murder, murders, mur- murders. There were eight of them.
0: The killers waited until everybody went to sleep and then crept out and mutilated their faces with the ax. And to this day, we do not know who swung the ax. I've seen up doors open up, you know, and, and that. But the scariest things that I've had is what little children do. They'll play with somebody that's not there. And that makes the hair stand up in the back of my head. That was my real convincer that there was something in the house.
1: have a body do you like to cover that body because well you kind of have to according to society's rules well allow me to show you where you can go to buy some of the coolest clothes if you head on over to the driveclothing.com backslash oh hey it's harmony you will be greeted by some of my favorite clothes and accessories out there for a good while I have been closely working and affiliated with the Drive Clothing Company. Even before I began working with them, I've supported this company for quite some time. I love them and what they stand for. Head on over to thedrive.com backslash oh hey it's harmony for a very special discount that you will unlock with my link. You will be greeted by some of the cutest clothes, most incredible accessories, and lowest prices. In fact, right now they are running a special. Our $100 mystery boxes are half off. Only $50. Who knows what you could get? When I tell you I am obsessed, I am obsessed. And I promise that you will be too. You will vibe with The Drive. And in no time, you too will become a driven one. So head on over to thedriveclothing.com backslash oh hey it's harmony and check out everything they have to offer. And hey, get yourself a little something and get that lovely little discount that comes with my link. All right, let's get back to the show.
0: People come from all over. The first year, we just had day tours. You know, we give them the history, we take them through the house. But then this group came and begged us to stay all night in the house.
2: My friends and I went down to the Villisca house to spend the night there. We wanted to really get a feel for What happened that night? The murders took place when we got there. We walked in and then I was thinking, oh, maybe we don't want to do this because this is really creepy.
1: Alright, the suspects, I'm going to warn you, all in their own light seem like they could be rather guilty. I'm going to break down the leads that we had, and maybe, just maybe, much like me, you may have your own guess. Although all of the suspects that we're gonna go over were actually looked into and were found to not be guilty, at least by the means of evidence. The evidence that had been absolutely demolished, destroyed, and contaminated by every townsperson within the local area. Meaning they didn't really have a whole lot of evidence to work with because it was all kinds of fucked. Our first suspect is Mr. Frank Jones. Now, Frank and Josiah were actually very, very close friends. You see, many years before, Frank had actually taken Josiah Moore in under his wing. He brought him into his farm business equipment sales, basically like if you needed it on a farm, he had you covered. Frank taught Josiah every single thing he knew about farming, what to do, how to go about it. I'm not a farmer, so I don't know what is done. However, these fellas did. And you could say that Josiah knew every single thing that he knew because of Mr. Frankie Boy. So could you imagine if, let's say Josiah decided after many years of learning all that he knew from Frank, he decided to quit and go start his own farm equipment sales company the only other one in a town of two thousand people becoming frank's rival wouldn't that be just like super messed up yeah i know it would that's exactly what josiah did though side note i know another josiah that would pull some fuck shit like that okay why is it that people with that name are just kind of fucked up i'm so sorry i have my own issues about that name (laughs) anyways so uh yeah josiah had basically just pulled the rug out from under Frank and stole over half of his clientele and didn't feel any kinds of bad about it. Now, okay, is that actually grounds though for, like, do you think that would anger Frank enough for him to not only kill Josiah in a brutal, brutal fashion? I mean, it was definitely a personal attack by the amount of blood, the force, the blunt end of the axe being just hacked at them. Anyways, was it enough though for Frank to kill Sarah and six children? Like, how angry could this man have been? However, there was another rumor that may have also added a little bit of fire under Frank's ass. You know, The rumor didn't actually begin, though, until after the murders occurred. So maybe this was just the town just lighting a little bit of fire with their own gossip. But as these things occur after such a brutal landscape has befallen a town, the rumor mill starts to mill. And one of those ugly rumors that were completely unsubstantiated with zero proof was that Josiah was actually having an affair with Frank Jones's (gasps) daughter-in-law. Oh my god, I do declare they were doing the dirty. Well, honestly, probably no, they weren't. Because this was just a rumor. There was zero evidence or proof. In fact, just about anybody who was anybody when they spoke of Josiah spoke of how much he loved his wife, Sarah, and his children. How they were always with each other if he wasn't working. There was no signs of unwellness in the marriage, unsteadiness in that marital bed. (laughs) However, because there had been such a brutal crime and people wanted answers, they started trying to make connections with dots that weren't even there now. The question does remain, did Frank kill Josiah, Sarah, and six children just because Josiah decided to open up his very own rival business, one of which Mr. Frankie Boy had taught him all in and of his own. Is that enough to make somebody mad enough to sneak into their home? hide, lie, and wait until everybody goes to sleep, and then sneak up around the house and brutally end their lives. I don't know. But that is not the only suspect, and not even the most convincing. I don't know if you know this, but I'm actually an artist. Ever since I was a kid, I have been known as a creative and one of the main ways I express myself is through my hands with art. I can use my hands to sculpt, to create pieces with charcoal, to paint, and to just take a pen, a pencil, some markers, markers, and doodle. Creating is something I thoroughly enjoy and I love when I come across other creatives my fellow artists out there that use their hands to create something new and beautiful for the world, leaving their own mark with their emotions with some piece of something that otherwise would not have existed without them. And that is what brings me to Good Art by The Good Chad. This is an artist I'd love to tell you about, and if you're curious, go check him out. And if you do, send them a message with the code WTFART. And if you decide to buy any sort of piece from him or commission your very own special piece of work from him, he will give you a massive discount with that code. He creates beautiful digital pieces. I know this because he has been working on an absolute beauty of art for me, and I am just mesmerized. Once again, go check out good art by the good chad on instagram and see what he's created and if it absolutely strikes your fancy then reach out and say hey you know what good chad i think i want to buy some of your good art but don't forget to send him wtf art or you're going to be stuck paying full price anyways thanks to the good chad for sponsoring this episode and don't forget to go check him out over on instagram Let's get back to the story, though. I'm really interested at where this is going.
0: They stayed a night in the house. I don't think I even charged them. There was no electricity. There was no running water. There was no bathroom.
2: After Darwin left and we're walking around, it felt like you went back 100 years. It was just very spooky. (laughs) Evil was permeating out of the walls. You could almost relive what they felt and the screaming that must have been going on, and no one heard it.
1: Our second suspect seems far more likely and also confessed to the murders. Although later he said he didn't actually do it, he just said all of that because of police brutality. All right, here is a mouthful of a name. Are you ready? Lynn George Jacqueline Kelly was an English immigrant who had a history of absolute sexual deviancy and severe mental issues. That is coming from a woman who absolutely is not mentally stable and has some mental illnesses herself, okay? Lynn George Jacqueline Kelly ain't hold a candle to me. And yes, I am very well aware that I did not just use the correct vernacular there. Whoopsies. Anyways, Lynn George Jacqueline Kelly, god that is a mouthful. Can I just call him Lynn? Is that cool with you? Because that's what I'm going to say. Lynn did admit to being in town the night of the axe murders and he even admitted that he had left early the next morning. Now here's here's the thing though okay here's the thing um uh, he was a small man okay he was a short king if you will his uh his his small little stature <laughs> and a mighty meek like mouse of a man personality led many to doubt that he was absolutely even kind of involved. Josiah was not a little dude, okay? Josiah was kind of a... he was kind of built, okay? He had, he had some thickness to him, okay? Lin, Lin, it, Lynn, Lynn, Lynn was like, uh, he was an adorable little man, okay? He wasn't adorable or anything, no. He was just, he, he was a short king, a strong gust of wind came through he probably would have blown over you know what i'm saying josiah would have been like i got gotcha and just kind of stood behind him and would have been the wall to hold him it basically lynn could not have taken josiah sarah and probably the four kids but 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 who knows i've seen women in my history of research take down 300 pound men it's insane okay i don't know killers be killing And I myself am not a killer, so I don't know the physics of it. I, you know what I mean? (laughs) And if I was a killer, I would never tell you. So (laughs) the police were certain that there were factors that made him the perfect candidate. However, (laughs) was he? Lynn was actually left handed, which police determined from blood splatters that the killer also was left handed. We don't know, though, if Frank was left-handed because the police didn't fucking ask. Anyways, he also had a history with Josiah and his family as many had seen him watching them while they were all at church or they were out and about in town. (laughs) Yeah, Lynn was just over in the corner, all mouth breathing like, what are they doing? I wanna play with my belly button. Josiah, Sarah. I don't know if that's what he was doing, actually. I'm just giving him a little bit of a pizzazz of a backstory, some lore, if you will. Now, Lynn did live in a neighboring town. However, in a town nearby Villisca, there was somebody who came forward about bloody clothing that Lynn brought in a few days after the murder more the murder the murder murders Jeez, I keep forgetting there's eight people that he brutally ended or maybe not him I'm so sorry I'm so sorry uh whoever did it done it uh yeah so but this this dry cleaner came forward and was like hey Mr. Lynn George Jenkins the dude with the long name brought in a bunch of clothes and there was some what i originally thought was like jelly from a donut because duncan they didn't have duncan's back then but you know what i'm saying uh i was just like man this guy really loves his jelly donuts and i realized it was blood when i couldn't get it out with the usual so yeah little suspicious don't you think Again, I just gave the dry cleaner a little bit of backstory. I doubt that's how he came forward to the police, but he did, and he was a little bit suspicious himself. Another thing is Lynn reportedly asked police for access to the home after the crime, and he didn't do this by being all, hey, my name is Lynn, something, 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 I have a really long name, apparently my parents couldn't decide, so they gave me four, yay. Anyways, can I come into the crime scene? I need to check out a few things. I work from uh this place. And uh that's the Scotian. The Scotian? What is wrong with my words today? Anyways, he claimed to be a Scotland Yard officer. Spoiler alert, that wasn't true in the slightest. He literally walked up to the detectives at the crime scene and was like, "Hey, I'm with the Scot uh, Scotland. Why can't I say Scotland? What the fudge? Uh Scotland Yard." let me in and they were like "Mm -hmm. oh he is and they let him in they let him in at one point after a really long interrogation he eventually did sign a confession what the fudge confession not confection a confession detailing the crimes that he committed like he went into some serious detail about what he did however he almost immediately recanted and a jury refused to even indict him because he was like i'm sorry i didn't actually mean any of that it didn't even happen and the jury was like well hey if he says it didn't happen then you know what it didn't happen because again everybody knows we gotta tell the truth right (laughs) nobody's capable of a lie
0: Night of the murder when the moors arrived home i'm sure the killers were in the attic adjacent to their bedroom behind the closet
2: the attic was very hard to walk into just pure evilness you get the goosebumps we just backed out of it
0: the killers probably killed jb first but they killed him with a sharp edge of the axe sarah was hit with a blunt edge of the axe Most of her blows were to the top of the head. I honestly think that Sarah still controls the house.
1: For years, the police looked into every single possible scenario that could have happened at the Velisca Axe Murder House. Was it possibly just a single attack? One person or two people that just struck? pardon the pun or or was it part of like a larger string of murders you know like the early makings of a serial killer although this was kind of before any serial killers were really a thing you see soon there were reports of similar crimes happening all throughout the country they were popping up everywhere yeah the crimes weren't quite as gruesome maybe this eight murders was this serial killer's very first and he had so much and I say he my apologies they had so much anger and hatred that these were their most grotesque and then after they were just killing for fun. Once you go beyond that threshold I don't think that killing faces you anymore. So maybe they went from that anger to eh you know? Because after, if this is the same person, the crimes were nowhere near as gory, brutum, and gruesome. Br- brutal, Brutum? Brutal. But brutum, what? Although these other axe murders that began to occur all over the country weren't quite as brutal, there were some common things that you couldn't help but notice. The use of an axe as the murder weapon was the most common. And the presence of an oil lamp. But this oil lamp, not the same. However, the oil lamps that would be found were always found burning extremely low. And it also seems that the killer would always lock the door Behind them. Despite these few commonalities, there were no actual connections that could be made to the Velisca axe murder house, the murders that occurred under that roof, and the other axe murders that started to occur around the country. Was it a serial killer? An early one? Of course if serial killers were not a norm they wouldn't know that this was a thing so they wouldn't really believe such But if it wasn't that, could it have just been a a possible local perpetrator, you know? Was it possibly Frankenbeans? Was it Mr. Lynn John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt? His name is my name too- Did I say Schmidt? I meant Smith. What? If it wasn't a wolf in sheep's clothing, you know, a townsperson hiding amongst the fear, just knowing that they were the ones who brutally ended eight people's lives, mainly six fucking children? That is so, so grotesque. If it wasn't somebody that knew the Moors, could it have actually been a traveling killer? Simply a person just passing through and taking a very harsh, disturbing, and fucked up opportunity to brutally murder eight people in the middle of the night with such heinous aggravation, anger, and passion as though they knew every single one of them and were so enraged all they could think of was ending their lives in a way that would leave them unrecognizable. I know, it's disturbing, but it doesn't leave me thinking it was just a stranger. I don't think for a moment that the Moors didn't know their killer absolutely believe, for some reason, that it was Frank. I don't know, but something about that man makes me feel as though maybe, just maybe, he's the one who got away with the murder. Something about the way that Josiah was brutally beaten and done so with the sharp part of the axe to a point that you couldn't even tell it was a human except for the fact that you could tell it had arms and legs. That screams anger on a personal level. Just sounds very, very, very
2: it's a horrifying house very very haunted and a lot of evil energy this black shadow followed us in different parts of the house in the pictures you could see it we realized it was the murderer he had a very hateful energy When I went into the master bedroom, Josiah and Sarah Moore were there. Sarah Moore actually touched my arm. We got a picture of a mist sitting in a chair. So we actually think that was Mrs. Moore because we were talking to her. I took another picture and we were shocked. Sarah Moore is in the mirror looking back at me
0: In the Morph children bedroom, there was no rhyme or reason to the axe marks in the ceiling. And this tells me that the children were up and around.
2: In the children's room, there's a closet door there. If you ask, a lot of times on command, Herman will open the door. They will use whatever they can if they want to make an appearance. We were able to capture some amazing lights on film. You just know what that energy is because it was very, very strong. You can feel it's there. <laughs> My friend Barbara is a school teacher, So I asked Barbara, let's pick one of the children's books and read to them. When we were reading the story, you could feel the energy changing and you could feel the excitement of these children. And then this black shadow followed us into the children's room. You could see it. Barbara started getting very nauseous and getting a headache. The murderer wanted her to stop. He did not want any happiness.
1: I know, you're probably wondering, is the Velisca axe house haunted? I mean, if you ask me, 8 lives were brutally ended in that house, the walls were soaked in their blood, there are dents and divots in the actual ceilings today, all from that horrible night. I do believe that the energy has left its mark within those walls, and that energy, just like a record player, will loop around and continue to play energy cannot be destroyed it can merely be displaced so all eight of those victims are displaced in that home that they once laughed and ran through the halls of now haunting and leaving their sadness for everyone to feel don't believe me no worries i have a few things i'd love for you to hear and i implore you to do your own research and maybe fall into a haunted rabbit hole on YouTube yourself. If you go and search for yourself on YouTube, you will find, just look up Feliska Axe Murder House evidence, paranormal hauntings, everything under that paranormal umbrella, and you will find mounds of videos of EVPs, doors opening, apparitions, people's names being called. It's intense. So here's
2: a little bit, and I hope you enjoy. On my recorder, this little boy said, don't go. Get out. Get out. That was very sad that he was actually there and enjoying this, and the murderer had to stop it. That <laughs> axe up for you. use your chance. Scare me out of here. I'm not running this time.
0: What is that? Oh my god! I'm not running this time. Oh, what the fk? Oh my god! That almost looks like blood. Oh my god! Who are you, Reverend Kelly? I <laughs> have six, with two little kids staying the night, all brutally murdered in their beds for no reason. Wait. What's wrong? <laughs>
2: I swear it just said I know uh, No, 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 the no,
0: no No Yep
1: Oh shit Oh my god
2: Thank you, if you want to come and sit with us, feel free to Unsolved axe murder, eight people hacked to death. And it all happened in a little town of Valliska, Iowa. No! No! Oh. Do you want us to leave? No. This week on Buzzfeed Unsolved, we investigate the Velisca Axe Murder House as part of our ongoing investigation into the question,
1: are ghosts real? Oh. It's back.
2: A location voted one of the most terrifying places in America, this unassuming family home in Villisca, Iowa was the setting for one of the most grisly, infamous, unsolved murders in American history. So the ghoul boy is going to show up and do that little dance.
0: Knowing absolutely nothing about this and having driven through Iowa, I'm terrified.
1: The time, go fall down that rabbit hole and just be prepared to never sleep again a day in your life. Because some of the evidence that is discovered is a little bit scary, okay? But that is perfect for the upcoming spooky season, and by upcoming, I mean we are totally in that shit right now because Halloween is upon us, even though it is about 5,000 degrees outside. Nothing says spooky season like pumpkin spice lattes and sweating in your ass crack. Love it. So, if you want to know more about the Velisca Axe Murder House and is it haunted? Who done it? If there's any more suspects, which there are some people that some people like internet sleuths have tried to tie some to, but they weren't looked into by police. It's just people throwing rumors and trying to solve a very, very old cold case. If you ask some people, it was solved. However, according to the police, it was not. Whoever ended the lives of Josiah and Sarah Moore and their four children along with their two young guests absolutely, positively got away with murder. Although it seems that they are stuck in that house with their victims. Do you dare visit the ex-murder house? Would you stay a night? Would you wanna come face to face with the murder? Or face to ectoplasm? I don't actually know how that works. I'll go with you if you wanna go because I would love to spend a night in this house. Terrified, may I add, but so, so intrigued.
2: Blood had dripped down through one of the vents from the children's room onto the living room floor. With a black light, you could see some of the blood stains on the floor. and there was a handprint in the blue room where one of the little girls was trying to get out.
0: When they got through with the killings, they wiped the axe handle and then leaned the axe against the wall in the blue room. And to this day, we do not know who wiped the axe or who swung the axe.
2: The authorities at that time did think that there were two men in the house. What we've gotten from some of the tape recordings I've gotten, the girls said two of them. I asked, did you know who did this? One of the girls answered no. And then I said, how many were there? And she said, two of them. We were shocked. For her to actually verify that made it more creepy. I would never go into that house alone. The tragedy did not end that night. And several people afterwards were very affected by it. It's an unsolved mystery of who committed the murders, the Moore is still trying to tell us, look, this is who did it.
1: There you have it. Our first episode of the spooky season, the Velisca Axe Murder House, its haunted current presence, and its horrific, absolutely brutal, gruesome past. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode as dark as it is, and I look forward to creating another one for you. Please bear with me for the next few weeks. I will do my best to release an episode weekly. However, I will be traveling, so it may be a little bit difficult. Maybe I'll do my own thing of something without as much audio as usual, but we shall see. Anyways, I hope you guys did truly enjoy this spooky, yet absolutely crime-filled episode. All about the Velisca axe murders and the house that it all occurred in. Anyways, if you have a story you would love for me to check into, maybe something spooky, murderous, mysterious, or just interesting maybe even a conspiracy send it on over to what's the actual eff harmony at gmail.com and don't forget as always to please check out our sponsors here because without them i wouldn't be able to do this thank you so much to doom and groom the drive clothing and of course good art by the good chat but most of all i do have to say thank you to spotify for podcasters They do pay a good hefty chunk to be sponsored in my episodes, but most of all, I use their platform to record my podcast, so they really do bring you the content. And I will save the very best for last, the piesta resistance. You guys, thank you so much for continuing to come here every time a new episode is released. I create these... For you. Thank you for all of your continued support, your messages, and for showing up here every week or every week that I post. I really appreciate it. Anyways, I hope you guys stay safe, and please don't go getting murdered, killed, or turning into a ghost yourself. Because honestly, I don't ever want to tell a story about you. At least not one of these terribly twisted spooky ones, okay? (laughs) anyways, I love you. Stay safe. I'll talk to you next time. Bye. (laughs) Sweet screams.